Welcome back to DCOM Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And this week we watched H.E. Double Hockey Sticks, which I've never seen before. Also, I want to say a disclaimer. If you hear a plastic bag rustling, I burnt my finger in the oven and I'm icing it. So I apologize. Also, you can probably hear me now. Hopefully it makes a difference. I think it kind of does. Um, turns out I have been doing something wrong the entire time. So if you can hear me better, that's good. And if not, then I'm still just stupid. So... Okay, so H.E. Double Hockey Sticks is not a DCOM. It's from the wonderful world of Disney, yes. but they played it on Disney Channel all the time. And I never watched it because I thought it was scary. Well, I don't think they played it all the time. I think this one they well, played no, less it was often like, than the other one. It was back in the day. I remember, like, seeing, like, um, I don't know if I ever saw a commercial for it, but I do remember seeing it, like, in, like, the guide whenever I was, like, sort of, like, going through the channels. Yeah. And I was like, mm-mm, not gonna watch that. Well, and, like, H.E. Double Hockey Sticks, like... Back in my private school days, my Catholic school, like, that was something people literally said. Like, yeah. Hell, you would say <laughs> Is that not a thing people say? I don't know. I just wanted to clarify in case anyone didn't know. Like, that was a thing, especially for us little, like, Catholic school Yeah, kids. we would listen to songs with hell in them, but we never said them. Or, like, when you see my face, hope it gives you help. Okay, well, that was you. We were in sixth grade by then, and we were saying hell. Okay, well, then. I was not. Yeah. One time this girl in second grade said hell was a bathroom, and she got in trouble. <laughs> One time, this kid in my fourth grade religion class, like, went to the index in the back of the book, and he was like, why isn't hell in here? Because he thought it was, like, so cool, but his religion class... So, like, People whenever they were allowed like, to say hell in religion class. Whenever they would, like, read out loud, like, whenever we got to the word hell, they, people would just, like, stop and be like, do I say something? Because, like, we could, like, literally get in trouble. By the time we got to... Well, by sixth grade, everyone was, like, fine with it, but, like, back in the days, people thought they were, like, cool if they would say it during religion class, because, like, you can't get in trouble for, like, saying a place, so. <laughs> but, yeah, we definitely said H E double hockey six, and we would, like, sing along, and we'd say, like, the hill, or... <laughs> well, that's what Sean said in kindergarten. That. <laughs> but, yeah, this came out in October, on October 3rd, 1999, so it was, again, 1999, we're going we're in Near order. in the end. <laughs> we're going still, Wonderful World of Disney. Uh, so this movie stars my favorite, Will Fredel. Oh from- my god, the <laughs> cast of this movie, an all-star cast, to really? say the least. Really? It's- yeah, so it's Will Fredel and Matthew Lawrence, aka the dream team from Boy Meets World, Eric and Jack. And the women in this movie. Ooh! And then we have... Started. We have Rhea Perlman, aka the wife of Danny DeVito. Uh, uh the mother and Matilda, The mother iconic. and Matilda, um, she was also Danny's mom on the Mindy Project, but she's most famous for being in Cheers, which I've never seen. Yeah, we don't know about that, but... <laughs> the bar in the, the bar in Cheers is named Cheers. <laughs> is, is she Kelly? Isn't there someone named Kelly in Cheers? I don't know. Her name was, like, Carla or something. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, and then we also had Gabrielle Union. I did ah, not know she was in this. Oh my god. Neither did I. I was not expecting that. And then I saw it, like, on the little thing, like, as the movie played, and I was like, oh my god, my queen? Um, so, like, y'all know what, um... Everyone is in, basically. Yeah, we've been through Will Fredel with my the president's daughter. Matthew Lawrence is one of the Lawrence brothers. We uh, love Boy Meets World. We love Boy Meets World. Um, I don't know if he was in anything else. He's married to someone from Dancing with the Stars, I'm pretty sure. Um, him or one of his brothers just recently got married. Because I looked up the youngest one the other day because he was always, like, kind of freaked me out a little bit. And we'll, <laughs> we'll see a lot more of him coming up. But we will. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. What, um, were the Lawrence brothers? Were they just like actors? And then everyone's like, "Oh, they're brothers, like yeah. the Hemsworth brothers." Yeah, they're yeah the Lawrence brothers. <laughs> there are two separate Disney movies that are the Lawrence brothers. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, they're coming up. Um, I only knew have known of Matthew and Joey. I never knew of the youngest one. The youngest one is kind of scary. <laughs> Sorry if you ever listen to this. 
We support you. Um, and then Gabrielle Union. If you don't know Gabrielle Union. For some reason. But I guess she's most famous for Bring It On. Yeah, she's also in 10 Things I Hate About You, which is, like, my favorite, like, teen movie, rom-com, whatever. And... She's in Seventh Heaven, bitches. She's Keisha <laughs> Hamilton. She's a recurring character. She plays another pastor's daughter. And oh. and I knew this from the beginning. I was so excited when I saw her because it's been a couple weeks and we haven't had any Seventh Heaven. Yeah, that's Seventh Heaven. Yeah, so. Um, so whenever I was doing my research, I saw that this movie was based on, like, a German folktale opera that's based on um, Will Friedle's character's name, which is Griffelkin. Yeah, oh, they don't say it. It's so unclear. I mean, we we're also watching well. It's really not Griffelkin because they said that once, like during the movie. Like, don't call me Griffelkin, oh. and that's how I thought it was pronounced. But I didn't hear the G for a long time. I didn't see it until he like handed a card out that said his <laughs> name on it. But okay, so the folktale opera. Um, I'm going to give you a brief summary, right. <laughs> and then we can compare at the end. Okay, awesome. So, it's about this young devil in Hell's Nursery, <laughs> and on his 10th birthday, he's allowed to go to Earth and just, like, wreck havoc, um, and then he meets a girl, and her and her brother are sad because their mom died, and he's like, oh, I'm going to, like, try and impress this girl, but then he's like, oh, her and her brother are sad, that's sad. So, he brings the mom back to life, and it's so emotional for him, he's moved to tears, and then he get and then back in hell he gets put on trial for showing compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, but then and then his punishment is that he's turned into a human boy and banished from hell. And then he goes back to the girl and the boy and their family, who only remembers him like as like a weird dream. And then they invite him to live with them. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that's what it's based on. Cool. <laughs> this movie it just from the beginning. It's, it's so good. I was not amazing. expecting it to be this good. <laughs> Oh and God. I think, well, in my personal opinion, it's all, most of it is based on the performance of Will Friedle himself. Uh, and that is true. I have that in my notes multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, it's so good. All right, so we open <laughs> with, um, ha- like, ole, ole, feeling hot, hot, hot. Yeah. <laughs> with that and, song and, in fucking hell. And the first thing we see is a gate, and it says... Beazelbub Vocational Institute. I would just like to say, I did not know this was a real word. I thought it was something Queen made up in Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, no, girl, where you been? <laughs> not here. Because <laughs> I looked it up, but it turns out it's a Philistine god, um, a major demon, and not a word that Queen made up. Yeah, no, that's a real thing. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> Um, so we also get these little title cards, and they say somewhere way down below, where it's hot. (laughs) Real hot. (laughs) And then real is, like, italicized and underlined. Yeah, underlined. (laughs) And then we hear Eric Matthews sounding like Ron Stoppable. Oh, my God. It's so good. He's walking through, like, okay, so it's, like, this, like, dark industrial building. It's, like, all black against a red sky. There's, like... There's, like, I don't know, mining and... There's these people, like, all wearing jumpsuits and they look like they're being tortured. Like, hardly... It's kind of... It's, like, what you, like, imagine, like, a prison, like, workyard to look like. Kind of. (laughs) But it's, like, darker and dirtier. And then I saw Gabrielle Union's name flash across the screen. I was like, what? (laughs) Amazing. Um, anyway, back to the story. (laughs) So, Will Fradel is walking through this workplace and he's saying hi to all of his coworkers. He's like, hey, buddy, how's it going today? And they all hate him. (laughs) Yeah, he's basically tormenting them because they're all, like... In hell, literally. And he's just like, what's going on? How's it going, like, guys? like, the hats? <laughs> and they're all just like, shut up. Yeah, they all <laughs> Which, like, hate him. Same. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, his hair is like it's not like it's like bleach blonde. Yeah, it's like it's like bleached but like yellow still, and then it's like kind of reddish because he's like a demon or something. It's not good. He needs some toner. And then like this like weird like mustache and goatee that's like an off brand like Iron Man. <laughs> it's like if Iron Man was like halfway to growing in his beard and goatee. It's it's not his best look, but we still love it. <laughs> He's um, also singing hot, hot, hot. Yeah. He's just like walking around. There's like a five minute scene in the beginning of just this. Yeah, he it just, goes, yeah, on he just for goes way around. Too long. <laughs> um, so then he meets up with like his demon work friends. And who their have, names are Skid and Mark because they have skid marks across their faces. Like tired, like skid yeah, marks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they like were just like up in earth, like causing traffic. Yeah, I guess, like, that's their job. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, are you skipping class? Attila the Hun is speaking Yeah, today. they're like, Attila the Hun is our guest speaker. <laughs> and he's like, I gotta go meet with B, with Miss B. He's like, I got a big meeting today with Miss B. So he goes that's down. call her in the movie, and I'm glad because it's very hard to say that. Yelzebub. I'm sure I mispronounce it, so. <laughs> that's a, we're gonna get copyrighted. <laughs> Um, so then Wilfredo goes down to Miss B's office. Um, we see Marie Antoinette's head oh on her desk. I didn't know that it was her at first. I was just like Victorian lady's head. And then I was like, oh my fucking God, it's Marie Antoinette. <laughs> so in case you were wondering what happened to Marie Antoinette after she got beheaded in the French Revolution, her head is sitting on, um, the headmaster of the vocational institute's desk. <laughs> just hanging out, and they're so mean to her all the time, which, like, she deserves, but also, like, I don't get how hell works, because they're, like, mean to one another, but it's, like, good to be mean, and I, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, well, they start going over, Miss B and Marie Antoinette, they start going over Wolf Radle's, like, poor performance record. Which, again, I don't get, I feel like having a poor performance record. Well, because they're all like, oh, you're horrible today, and that's, like, a compliment. Yeah! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Wh- how does the grading system work? He starts to like try and like defend himself, but she just like uses her magic powers to stop him from talking. Yeah. Oh, did we clarify that that's um, who she is? Did we say that in the beginning? What? That is Ray. Ray. Oh, Raya Perlman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's her. <laughs> that's, that's her. Um. So then she's like, in order to like get your grades up or something, I guess. You're going to be deployed to the surface. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, am I, like, going to try and, like, get my horns or something like that? So I guess that's, like, graduation or something. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever well, you get your demon horns. Right. Well, and they're sending him to the surface because they're like, we got a deal for you. You got to get somebody's soul. Yeah. And they're like, it's so easy. They show him this little, like, video montage of this, like, big, he's, like, a hockey player. They say he's about to be, like, the youngest person. He could be the youngest person to win the Stanley Cup, but I don't understand because not one person wins the Stanley Cup. Well, yeah, but I guess he would be the youngest on any team ever, but also they're like, his team sucks. And I don't yeah, know and they're like, his think- team sucks, so he's not getting, like, wins and, like, endorsements and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, and they're like, he's about ready to sell his soul. It'll be so simple. Well, yeah, well, they're like, he could be the youngest person to win the Stanley Cup, but they're in, like, at the bottom of the <laughs> of the ranking. I don't know, and also... Like, literally I- any person could be the youngest person to win the Stanley Cup. I could be the youngest person to win the Stanley Cup. I wanna, well, I don't think so. I think younger people probably have already won it. <laughs> That's but, probably true. <laughs> but also, he's like, um, he's not good. Like, all he does is hog the puck. Yeah. He never passes it to his team, so how can he be the best player if he never... Pa- like, yeah, I don't know how they decide, like, how he's good. <laughs> it's dumb. But uh, that our friend Dave Heinrich is Matthew Lawrence. Yes. 
Um, so then we're at, like, the bus station from hell to Earth. <laughs> uh, Miss B is like, you're going to re- meet your right-hand man up on the Earth. And he's like, mm, I'm kind of a solo worker. Um, and then she gives him the, the like, devil flip phone. <laughs> and she goes, it's a flip fork. Because <laughs> it's like a little, like, um, trident thingy coming Yeah, out that's like the, the antenna. It's like the little pitchfork. Yeah. I mean, you, like, open it. It's, like, all red, too, obviously. <laughs> that's their color scheme. <laughs> um, and she also gives him the manual for it. Yeah. Uh, so he gets on the bus, and he leaves for Earth. And as he's, uh, he's, like, on the bus, he's riding to the hockey arena, He's disgusted by nature and nice things. <laughs> yeah, he's like, ah, uh, trees? Ugh. <laughs> uh, he gets to the arena and he throws away his manual, because... He doesn't need it. <laughs> but does wait. But also he gets out, and so the team that um, Dave Heinrich plays for is the Delaware Demons, which I was going to look up to see if that's a real thing. I don't... I don't think it is. I don't think it is, but... I have another fun fact to share later. Um, and he sees that they're demons, and he's like, how disrespectful. He's like, that's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he goes and he watches the hockey game, and we see that Dave is good, but he is a puck hog. Yeah, well, and he's doing his Heinrich maneuver, is what they call it. Ha, ha, right. ha. Because, yeah, he doesn't um, pass the ball. And we see this little kid who's, like, complaining. He's like, oh, my God. He's wearing God, the other God. team's jersey, too. Yeah, and then the like, gr- woman who's with him, who I thought was his mom at first, but they clarify is not, was like, it's free tickets, at least we're here, or something. Right. Um, so I call him G in my notes the whole movie. Yeah, that's what I did, too, because I didn't know what his name was for half the so, time. yeah, so we're just gonna refer to him as Will Fredel as G. <laughs> yeah. So G is freezing in this hockey arena, because he's used to, like, the pits of hell, <laughs> literally. <laughs> and so he sees them selling, like, merch, and he just, like, buys it all up. So he's, like, all covered in all these layers. Which, like, honestly, hockey arenas are really cold, and I'm always cold in there. Well, also, like, how expensive would that be? Does he have money? What? Uh, I mean, like, I'm greed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But. Um, so then we see Gabrielle Union walks down the stairs as, like, a candy seller. And she's like, I got hottie hots here. Hottie hots. That's the candy. Mm-hmm. And then she starts hitting G <laughs> in the head with the, she's like, I got hottie hots. Just like, over try- and over again, trying to get his attention. And he's like, what, what, what? He's like, fine, I'll buy the hottie hots. Jesus. We didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, like, realizes who she is. And he's Which like, Which is oh. his right-hand man that yeah, Miss B they, said. Yeah, they said Gabby was the per- was the person's yeah. name or whatever and then oh my god he says i have nothing against women i really don't but to be totally honest with you i'm a solo act and i was like anyone who says they have nothing against women has things against women i mean he is a demon <laughs> i'm just stating the facts um <laughs> so she's just like okay fuck you so yeah. So then, like, after the game, in the empty arena, G is just, like, there practicing his sales pitch. He's just like, hey, I'm your friend from down under. Yeah. (laughs) I think that they do this a lot in the movie, and we'll see more of this, but I think that all the parts that are just Will Friedel was just, like, Was improvised. Okay, I was thinking that, too. I was like, did he really improv this whole thing? Because it is so funny. That's what I feel like, because I feel like you just can't write for him like that. Like, I feel like the Well, okay, so, like... I'm gonna, like, go back to Boy Meets World, because, like, in the beginning of Boy Meets World, Eric was just, like, Corey's cool older brother, who kind of, like, helped him, like, guide him through life, but then, like, as they got older, he just became, like, stupider and stupider and stupider, and, like, I get, like, I think it's, like, 
they went a little overboard with how they did it, but, like, some of the things they had him do were so funny. Well, yeah, that's the thing. They actually, like, added a funny character. Right. And that made a big difference to the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, and so, like, watching this, I'm like, oh, like, that's, like, that's Eric Matthews. It is. It's really good. I enjoy it a lot. The comedic genius of Will Fredo, you guys. This has just turned into a Will Fredo fan podcast. (laughs) We have two more. We have both the Kim Possible movies to go to, so we'll we'll cover all the bases. Exciting. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he's practicing his pitch, and then we cut outside, and there's all these, like, reporters talking, trying to talk to Dave and all this stuff, and he goes over to the little boy we saw earlier, and... Who clearly does not like him. Yeah, and then he, like, talks, and then, um, so, he also talks to his sister, and the little kid says something about, okay, big sis, just to, like, clarify that that is his sister, because originally I wrote my notes that it was his mom, it's not. (laughs) And so, we can see that there's, like, something going on between, between Dave and, uh, the girl's name is Anne. Which is weird. <laughs> oh my god, I know, no, I did that too. Whenever the first time I wrote, like, Dave and Anne, I was like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, we have friends whose parents are named that, so, yeah, anyway. And she refers to them as Anne and Dave all the time. <laughs> so, anyway, um, yeah, so he's, like, talking to her, and there's, like, some tension going on, because, like, Dave wants the little brother to like him, but the little brother doesn't, and they're just, And, like, like he's clearly, like, a selfish person. Like, right now, he's only focused on, like, his own success, yeah, and there's, and there's, like there's kind of yeah, and he also is like kind of like a strained relationship right now with Anne because of that. Yeah, we get we learn more about it at like later on, but he's like, I gotta go talk to the reporters, and she's just like, okay. Yeah. So then at the and so like G is like sitting there like taking notes on like how he like interacts with people close to him and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and then he goes over to the press and they're like, what would you do for the Stanley Cup? And he says, I'd sell my soul. <laughs> and she is like, Oh, would you now? <laughs> Yeah, he literally comes up and he's like, can I quote you on that? And then, and then <laughs> yeah, he just like pops up in the middle of the <laughs> And everyone's like laughing at him or whatever. And then he tries to ask him another question about like something else. And he's, he's like, no, like, like, are you really serious? Yeah, and he's just like, it was a joke. And then everyone laughs again. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so then we see um, G like sleeping in the empty arena. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Gabby pulls up on the Zamboni. <laughs> yes, we love it. And she makes fun of him because she's like, this is going really well for you, I can see. And she was like, this is supposed to be really easy, and you're already failing. And he's like, I, I have a plan. And she's like, do you even know where he lives? It's the penthouse of this apartment. Yeah. And he's like, cool, okay, I'm gonna go now. <laughs> so then he shows up to Dave's building, but they won't let him in, obviously. Well, and he's wearing, so he, like, is trying he's to... Like, I need, yeah, he's like, I need to talk to Dave, but he's also wearing this shirt that says, like, Demon's Biggest Fan. Yeah, and so the security guard is like, no, and he's like, wait, no, no, I was just cold, and, like, obviously it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, Um. so after they won't let him in, well, they also say, like, he's not even here anyway. Um, so then he tries to use his devil phone, but, like, he, he doesn't... Says, I'm the devil, and then... <laughs> <laughs> and then he tries to use his fork phone. But he doesn't know how to use it, because he threw away the manual. Well, he gets put on hold, too, and he's, like... Yeah, he calls customer support yeah. and gets put on hold. He's, like, dancing, and his backpack has a license plate on the back that says, Burnin'! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I love the small details of this film. It's amazing. It is a film, not a movie. <laughs> the set designer, whoever you are we love you um but then he eventually like accidentally drops the phone which gets it to work 
Um, and then what he does is he starts, like, zapping people with it. Yeah, he's just zapping innocent people, and he zaps a window washer who falls from the window. And yeah, he's, like, like what is that, yeah. pedestrians and people in cars. It, like, zaps people as, as if, like, he gives them, like, an electric current, like, running through their body, and they're just, like, whoa, yeah, and, and then like, fall. <laughs> he's cars in car accidents, and the whole time he's just saying, I zap you, I zap you, I zap you. <laughs> oh, and, well, it's called, like, a, like, a flip thing, so it's, like, I flip you off and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> They had a lot of fun with the puns in this movie. Um, and so, as he's, like, walking around, he sees a giant Dave Heinrich, like, photo, and it's a restaurant that apparently this youngest person to ever win the Stanley <laughs> Cup already owns. Yeah, like, like we have restaurants here that are from, like, like sports legends, but they were here for years and years and years before they set that well, up. do they ever say how old he is? Because I imagine, like, to be the youngest, you have to be yeah. pretty young. Like, you have to be, like, what, 23? Like, he's younger. definitely in, like, his early 20s. Yeah. So, like, how does he have a whole-ass restaurant? Like, like he, he definitely has not been playing in the NHL for long, and he already, like, set up a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, so G decides to go into the restaurant, and he's, like, trying to talk to the hostess, but the hostess he's has like, to Where's Dave? a hockey mask, or, like, a goalie mask, and so he's, like, trying to talk, but they have, like, subtitles. It's like, a funny moment, ha, ha, ha. And he's like, Dave's literally never been here, but he's like, and then you read, like, the subtitles. Yeah, um, so then he sees um, Anne's little brother, whose name is Lewis, mm-hmm. and he challenges to one of those games of, like, table hockey. Not, like, air hockey, but one of the ones, like, the little, like, figures. Yeah, it's like, it's like, like foosball. foosball, but it's different. Like, you move them side to side instead of, like, flipping them. They don't really have them anymore, but, like, you would know it if you see it. Yeah, if you knew, you, if you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, Lewis beats him, like, five to nothing and wins. Yeah. It's a really long... Yeah, well, and they're, like, having fun, and, like, the devil's having fun with this little kid, and, like, the entire time he's, like, talking to him, and he's, like, so, like, what do you know about Dave, and blah, 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 and he's, like, why are you asking? And he's, like, oh, I'm a reporter. And For so he, like, ESPN. Yeah, so he, like, makes up this story that he's a reporter, and he's trying to get, like, dirt on Dave, and so Lewis is all about this. He's, like, yes, He's, like, yeah, I fucking hate Dave. <laughs> yeah, fuck Dave. <laughs> um, and then he's, like, you know, I can get you into the locker room before the game. Yeah, I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um so then G meets Dave in the locker room. Uh Lewis leaves and then <laughs> G pulls out a business card yeah, like from hell. Says, I'm from hell. Here, take a card. And then he like pull I tried to read it but like the script the quality was too low. Yeah. I know like it said his name on it but I don't know what the other words said. I I have no idea but Dave just like is like he thinks it's a joke. Yeah, and he's just like okay, I need to like get to the game or whatever. And so G is like, wait, I can prove myself that I'm really a mystical being. And he's like, who is, like, the worst person on the team? And he points to this one guy, and he's like, I'll get him to score a hat trick during this game. Um, (laughs) Well, no, he's like, I'll get him to score a goal. And then Dave is like, he'll score a hat trick or whatever. And then G breaks the fourth wall and looks directly at the camera and says, so the client wants fireworks. Well, fireworks he shall have. Yeah, this is the only time they do that for some reason. And it's like, I, if I was a kid, I probably would have thought it was creepy because, I don't know. It was. I wouldn't want him talking to me. Yeah, it's kind of scary. So they start playing the game and, you know, this kid is not good, but apparently he's on an NHL team. But he's, like, comically bad and I don't, I never got that at all. But, um... G keeps using his little fork phone to, like, zap him so he gets a goal. Yeah, he, like, causes this player to, like, fall into the goal with the puck. And then he causes, like, other players to fall. And then he can, like, make the puck go, like, halfway down the rink. Mm -hmm. I guess it's all, like, electrical current. (laughs) 
And then Dave comes over to the bench, and he sees four different G's sitting there. I remember this. I had never watched this movie all the way through, but I remember this scene specifically, and it scared me because he's like, <laughs> there's like four of them, and he's like, ha, how, what do you think about that? And he's like saying all these He's things. like, pass me the pot, Dave. Yeah, it's like all this stuff, and it's scary. Also, Dave is being a dick right now because instead of like celebrating with his team of like, oh my god, like this kid on my team who's really bad just scored, he's right. just like, I want to be the best of this team. Right. Um, so, the next day, G shows up at Dave's car, um, and he, like, talks to him through, like, the car alarm, and he makes coffee just, like, appear out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and then Dave is, like, starting to get interested, but, like, not yet. Well, and he asks, like, why should I sell you my soul? And G just says, like, the same thing he kept saying. He's like, this is all you've ever wanted. Like, this is gonna, like, change your life, blah, 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 blah. And they keep talking about it, and for a while, Dave is just like, ah, no. And then he's just like, okay. Well, wait, not yet. Oh, never mind. Um, because <laughs> the next scene after, yeah, no, because I have Dave leaves. Oh, wait, wait, Dave blows him off. Also, he calls him Damien. I didn't. That was, that's like, I think he said like Damon or something. It's like a, like old, like mystical, like devil oh, from like well, folklore. I, they said something about Dante earlier in the movie and I was like, I know what that is. Well, it's also, they also I think I the arena is called like the Inferno Arena or oh, something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's just some sort of like folklore demon. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because. At this point, we cut back to the rink, and... Yeah, okay, this is the first! She <laughs> is in the rink alone, and he is making these memos to self. They are so funny. They're hilarious. They're just, like, ways to, like, torture people, or just, He's like, like new business idea. Yeah, oh my god. Okay, well, the one I have is, he says... Ask Miss B to contact the Switzerland men's yodeling team. I think them and their little leather pants should come down and give a concert for everybody at BBI, which is Beelzebub Vocational Institute. <laughs> and then the next one, he's like, yodeling. This is the first one. I think the next one is even better. It is. It's, it's very They funny. are so good. I didn't write all of them down. Like, go watch them for yourself. Yeah, it's really Like, literally just want, like look up, like, H-E-Double Hockey Sticks, like, memos to self, because they are so funny. I don't know if there's a video specifically for that, but you can skip to it. Yeah. You can skip to it, like, in the movie yeah, on YouTube, if that's how we watched it. I, and that, this is a part that I'm saying, like, I feel like a lot of that had to have been improv. Yeah, it had to be improv. I'm sure that some improv. of it was written, but, like, later on, like, the way he They probably just, like, let, least, the, like, let the camera go and just, like, let him go. Yeah. It's, it's really good. So, while he's there, Gabby comes back out, and she's like, hey. Well, they're, like, sitting on chairs in, like, the middle of the ice rink. I don't know. I, yeah, that doesn't really make sense, but they're, like, talking or whatever, and he, like, doesn't ask for help, but she knows that he's, like, asking for help, so she gives him a book that is soul-snatching for idiots. (laughs) I love how it's called (laughs) soul-snatching. Not, like, like, soul deals or, like, double deals. (laughs) Well, and then she even tells him, like, what page to go to and what to look at because he's so, like, incompetent at what (laughs) is supposed to be super easy, and then she also tells him to go to the ice rink at three o'clock and so yeah. he's like all right well i guess i might do that he's like trying to act like he doesn't need her help but he obviously does so g comes to the ice rink um he meets lewis who is like in like hockey practice or something with like all these other kids and his older sister is a figure skater just kind of like practicing around the rink um also at this point so lewis is wearing a mighty ducks jersey and I'm yeah like, oh my god he's wearing a mighty ducks jersey and then i looked it up and the mighty ducks are the anaheim ducks which is a real team and i didn't know that i didn't know that either. i didn't know that my entire life i'm sorry abby i'm stupid but um 
So I, I do the real like Anaheim Ducks even matter? Oh, you only care about Emilio Estevez. <laughs> I don't know, but apparently it's real because I like looked it up because I was like, wait, is that the the Mighty Ducks jersey? And it was, but then I looked looked it up and I was like, oh, that's like a real team. Like, they're real. <laughs> we clearly know a lot about hockey. You <laughs> yeah, two hockey movies in a row. I, come on, there, we have at least one more to go. There's one baseball movie that I know of, like think of off the top of my head, and we know more about that. I would say like one and a half. Adding Zillion Dollar Cookoff and then High School Musical 2. That does not count their basketball players. <laughs> they have a whole baseball number. One song. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's all. Um, so he goes and he's talking to Lewis and he finds out about his sister. And Lewis is saying like Anne should have gone gold at the Olympics, but she didn't. And they're like talking like, about Anna, it. Yeah, Anne and Dave... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, went to the Olympics at, like, the same time, and then Dave got gold, but Anne did not. But it doesn't really, like, it, like, she loves skating, and I think that that's more of her passion, but she didn't, like, I don't... Uh, yeah, like, I don't, th- I don't think she really, like, cares that she didn't get gold, but it's something that, like, has caused this, like, sort of rift between her and Dave. Yeah. Well, yeah, because she loves skating, but she knows that, like, loving skating is enough for her. Right. She doesn't, she doesn't like, have to, like, win. that validation, basically. Yeah, and then Lewis says that Dave is, like, the biggest puck hog. I hate Dave. And he's, like, <laughs> there's, like, a magnetic bond between, like, Dave and the puck. Yeah, and so G is, like, oh, this is genius. This is brilliant. I'm going to use this. So, first of all, they're playing against the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. They <laughs> announced that and um, at the next game. So, that's all. <laughs> yeah, so we're at the next game, and... G decides that he's going to make this the puck stick to Dave's the yeah, puck stick to Dave's stick. Right. And, <laughs> and so they're like all trying to get it off and like the rest would like call him out for like cheating or something. Right. Like you can't just let that happen. But I don't happens. I thought wouldn't even be like practical in a hockey game to have like I don't know glue on your stick or something because the puck's your puck's always moving. Well, and the other thing is that another time like hockey players can like grab the puck and then drop it to like yeah. settle it, but he he grabs it and then it gets stuck he in caught head. it and yeah. you're not allowed to do that i mean i know a lot about everyone's just like laughing at it i know and the rest are not like what's going on all the announcers are just like ha 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 look at that idiot <laughs> yeah and so immediately dave knows what's going on and he's just like oh my fucking god the devil again not today satan <laughs> All right, so then G shows up at Dave's house after the game. Um, he doesn't open the door for him. Dave's like, no, go away. So then G just pops in. He's like, oh, I was going to be, like, formal first, but you didn't want to do that. At this point, he also says, it's your favorite minion of Satan. I have that as my favorite quote. Oh. He's, like, knocking on the door, and then, like, through the people, we see him, and he's like, it's your favorite minion of Satan. <laughs> it's, like, same. It was so funny. Um... Yeah, so then uh, G is like, you know, Dave, like, who are you saving your soul yeah, for? Yeah, he gets really deep really fast. He's like, yeah, who are you saving He's your He's like, soul all you have anyway? is you, yourself, and you. <laughs> That's like me, myself, and I. Well, yeah, and he's just like, yeah, like, things aren't going too well with you and Anne, and, like, all you've ever loved is hockey, so you should just yeah, and he's your like, soul. Yeah, and he's like, you're really good, but you don't have enough, like, appreciation and, like, acclimates for your talent. Like, you don't have, like, endorsement deals, you don't have, like, all these awards and stuff like that. And um, he says, you don't even have a toothbrush at Anne's house. Ooh, just oh, just get a little risque. Oh. Okay, listen. I was just getting a call from my mom, and she was she's bringing over my brother's dog that we're dog sitting, and she asked me if I wanted anything from McDonald's, and I was like, "Can I get a chicken nugget meal with a diet coke?" And Elizabeth thinks that's the funniest thing ever. I'm sorry, it wasn't recorded, but it wasn't recorded. But if it was in the podcast, it'd be really funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, just so you know what happened. That's why Elizabeth's in a much better mood now. She thought that was very funny. But we uh, gotta do this. We're gonna <laughs> edit that part out. The phone ringing. Yeah, probably, because we were just like, ah. <laughs> anyway. I thought it was my phone. I was like, why would my phone ring for me? Okay. Um, where were we? Um, okay, so he's talking to Dave, and he doesn't have a toothbrush at his house, and then he's like, I'm gonna show you what your future looks like if you don't sell your soul to me. Right. <laughs> and so he, like, does, like, he scrooges him, basically, and he, sh- he shows him this, like, sports cast of, like, Dave died like, at washed 43. up Dave died of, like, overeating and heart attack. He, he could have been great, but he wasn't. Yeah, and so Dave, like, walks onto the roof, and he's just like, uh, I don't know, like, I don't want that to be me, and then he just casually agrees to sign Well, and then, he, and then G goes like, what do you want? And he's like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> so then G he shows up, or he, like, immediately switches into, like, a suit and, like, slicked back hair, yeah. holding the contract. And so Dave starts to sign the contract while this song plays. And did you notice the song yes! in the background? It's like, yeah. you're selling your soul to the devil. Yeah. <laughs> and also, as he's signing, he's like, wait, I have one question. He's like, how hot does it really get down there? And then fucking Will Fredel is like, well, you know what they say. It's really the humidity, not the heat that gets you. <laughs> which, like, anyone from the Midwest ever has said that. <laughs> you think he's from the Midwest? I don't know. <laughs> I did not look it up. I mean, I feel like. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> so the soul exchange receipt shows up in hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the phone, he calls Miss B, uh, G calls Miss B on the phone, and she's like, you know what, like, stay up there a little while. Like, wreck some more havoc. Uh, turn off some traffic lights. Yeah, and while that's happening, Marie Antoinette tells B to be careful not to let them eat their cake. Because she's Marie Antoinette. Yeah, she's so. like, if he stays up there too long, he's going to get feelings. And you know how that goes. Yeah. Um, so then at, like, the hockey arena, no. Yeah, we're back at the game, and Anne is, like, giving Dave some advice or something, and Dave isn't paying attention, but also, like, why is Anne giving him advice? Yeah, Anne's, like, giving him advice, and then you're, and then he's, like, you're just jealous of my success. Yeah, and she's, like, uh, no, and she walks away. (laughs) Yeah, so then we find out that the demons are on a 13-game winning streak since Dave sold his soul. And now they're in number one. Yeah, and then Dave, like, tries to call Anne, but she doesn't pick up. Like, since he sold his soul, they're, like, going far apart now. Oh, my God. This is my favorite And now we have another montage movie. of notes to self. Okay, I have this quoted exactly, and he's like, people who should go Okay, I have this quoted, too. And then he says, police officers, politicians, pedestrians, that guy named Paul that I met yesterday, I didn't like him. <laughs> and then he's like, the sun seems to be doing something to my face. It's getting darker and healthier. And then he says, I want to extend the list of people who should go right away. Joggers. Anyone who exercises. Take the bikers right now. And the guy who produced Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> it's so funny. I, it really impressed me. And then he goes, ah, hi C. Ah. <laughs> go watch it for yourself. It's so good. Yeah. And so after this hilarious scene, we just cut back to Dave being interviewed and they're like, oh, why are you doing so good? And he's like, I made a deal with the devil. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, what I love about these note-to-self scenes is that they add nothing to the movie, like, for, to forward the plot at yeah, all. I think they're just used as a transition, and I don't mind it, honestly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's like, oh, I made a deal with the devil. Ha, ha, ha. And so then G is talking to Dave, and he's says something about Joe Montana sold his soul to win four Yeah, well, G, Dave is like, oh, yeah, I got like this and this and this and this and this. And then G is like, yeah, you know, Joe Montana did not win, like, four Super Bowls by himself. Yeah, I don't know anything about football or Joe Montana, but jokes. He was really good. Cool. <laughs> um, and then they kind of, like, talk about the no-return policy on the soul for a little bit. Well, yeah, bit. because Dave is upset and G is, like, kind of feeling Yeah, something. because Anne won't, like, call him back. 
Yeah. And so G goes to talk to Gabby, and he's like, hey, do, like, people ever get sad after they sell their souls? Like, what, <laughs> what do I do? And Gabby's just like, hey, just, like, I don't know, maybe try and make him feel better. But she, like, says it in a very, like, nonchalant way. She's like, oh, well, you know, we're suffering post-soul withdrawal. Yeah. <laughs> and then she says, if you want to make him feel better, then get him and Anne back together. And he's like, um, playing Cupid crosses some lines. That's like... <laughs> but- then he does anyway. Yeah. So we cut to him talking to Anne, and she's ice skating, and they're, like, talking, and Anne tells a story about how, like, they met five years ago when they were, like, in the Olympics together or whatever, and they were, like, <laughs> Which, it's 1999 now, so... Yeah, 1994. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> they were skating together. That was, um, um, whenever... Wait, was did that we have Olympics in 1994? I don't know. They, they switched it one year, because it was, like... Because they do the winter and summer I every think, other year. But there was one year where they, like, it was off because that's... Because I feel like that's that. whenever, like, Nancy Kerrigan yeah. made it to the Olympics. That's what I thought. Girl, she was there! <laughs> but, yeah, they were, like, talking and skating, and they had such a fun time because they both just love skating, and they mm. hit it off, and they went to this place called... Playland. Playland. And they rode the swings and ate corn dogs and had a great time. And it was so fun. And then she skates away and then G tries to like go after her, but he slips on the ice and he goes, wait, Tara Lipinski! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so then we cut to G talking to Dave and he's talking about, he takes him to the play place thing where he kissed Anne and they're like talking about all this stuff and then Anne and Lewis show up and they're like, what, what a are coincidence. you doing here? To the closed amusement park. Yeah. And so Lewis is like, okay, this is lame. But Anne and Dave start talking and they're like having a good time. They like ride the swings together. Yeah. And then they all go and play street hockey. Yeah, well, and during this time, Dave and Anne are, like, kind of talking, and he, like, starts to slyly mention that he sold his soul. (laughs) So after they're, like, playing and doing all this stuff, we go back to the restaurant that he owns. This is the first time he's ever been inside his restaurant. Before that, um, whenever they're playing street hockey, Dave, like, starts to teach Lewis some moves, and then, like, Lewis teaches Dave a move back, and they're, like, Mm -hmm. starting to bond, even though Lewis still refuses to wear a demon's jersey. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, so then they go to the restaurant that Dave owns, and, um, they're talking, and Dave, like, starts to mention that he sold his soul, but then the TV interrupts him, and they're like... Well, this is because before that, G called his demon friends, the skid marks... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. ...down in hell, and he's like, I'm, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling happy emotions, and he's like, I don't know what to do, but you can't tell Miss B, and then they tell her anyway. So whenever they're at the restaurant, um... That's whenever we find out that Dave got traded to the last place, Annapolis Angel. <laughs> yeah, and so this is very bad because B, Miss B, found out that G is like having feelings now, and so she's trying to like fuck up their plan, and so. Um, and then for some reason, Anne gets mad that he got traded and then leaves. Well, I think that he tells her. I think he finally does tell her that he sold his soul, and so now he's, like, upset or something. I don't know. They just, like, show them leaving very angrily. And then Dave is also mad at G because he's like, dude, what the fuck? I sold my soul, and now you're fucking me over. Right, and he's like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So he calls Miss B, and Miss B's like, well, you're getting emotions, so I traded him. And she calls him uh, back to hell. Yeah, and she says, get on the next bus or whatever. Yeah, so then Gabby shows G that the contract that Dave signed to Soul with promised only if the demons win the Stanley Cup, not Dave himself, that the contract is fulfilled. Right. So, so in order to get Dave, in order for Dave to keep his soul, they have to prevent the demons from winning. Mm-hmm, which also means, yeah. 
Which, the demons aren't that good of a team, so I don't know how they would have won either, but... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They have to get Dave his cup, too, just for shits and giggles, basically. Right, so then the bus shows back up in hell without G. Yeah, and uh, he is all pissed, and she's like, what the fuck, I'm going to Delaware. Uh, so then G tries to hitchhike to Annapolis. They're, like I said, their hockey mascot is the Angels. Uh, we see Dave at practice, and his team sucks more than the last team. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, one of the players, they have to insult him to get him to shoot. <laughs> um, Dave is, like, calling Lewis, who hangs up, and he's like, and Dave is like, oh, like, I'm really sorry to Anne. I, I didn't want this to happen. But then Lewis, is, Lewis hangs up and tells Anne, he's like, Dave is talking about all these sponsorships and all this money he's getting, and Anne's like, oh, typical. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then G shows up at practice, and he tries to explain himself. Um, he tries to use his devil phone, but his positive energy short-circuited, uh, energy short, yeah, short-circuited? Yeah, he can't use it. It's basically been, like, turned off because he's, like, a little bit better than he was. Right. Um, so then G tells Dave about the contract loophole, but he's like, you have to pass, you have to be a good player. Yeah, he's just- Which, like, is not gonna solve all their problems. Yeah, he's like, oh, you guys can win if you just pass the puck, basically. Yeah, (laughs) but, like, if we saw the team, they were real bad. Well, yeah, and then he said, you really think I can be a team player? And then he says, yeah, and if you don't, the devil's gonna rip out your soul. (laughs) So, well, it was a motivation. (laughs) I have that as my other favorite quote. It was, yes, if you can't, the devil's gonna rip your soul from your body. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so then we cut to Dave giving the team a pep talk, and they're all, like, laughing at him in for, at first, but then he's like, guys, we can do this. And so they all, like, get serious, and they're like, okay, yeah, we can do well, this. Well, during... <laughs> and then, yeah, the team begins to win, and as it's playing, the song that goes, I believe in miracles starts yeah. playing. <laughs> oh, and I meant to say that. Whenever, um, um... Dave got traded. The same people who were singing, like, sign your soul to the devil. There's a song in the background that's like, why did you sign your soul to the devil? <laughs> and then now they're being like, I believe in miracles. <laughs> and so we go through this whole montage of, like, the angels, like, rising up in the ranks. They play the Red Wings, which reminded me of whenever we were in Chicago and we were in uh, Wrigleyville, we were wearing um, our St. Louis baseball jerseys. And this was, like, during Stanley Cup playoffs. Mm -hmm. And people were passing us by being like, oh, like, we're rooting for your hockey team or whatever. And this one guy goes, are we? And then the other, and they were like, everyone's drunk. And he goes, yeah, man, it's Red Wings or No Wings. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's literally me. Like, I will not root for anyone else. Um, yeah, so then they're starting to win. Dave tries to call Anne again, but she doesn't pick up. Okay, and Anne is wearing this shirt. It's, like, blue and then, like, tan. It kind of looks like a map. And I'm, like, pretty positive that Lizzie McGuire wore this shirt in an episode of Lizzie McGuire. Because hmm. I remember it vividly for some reason. <laughs> I was not paying attention to their outfits as much. But, yeah. Um, so, then we, I don't know. Uh, Dave is all sad that he's still, like, oh, so we find out that they're at Game 7. They somehow made yeah, it Yeah, somehow we place. just, like, cut to Game 7 of the Stanley Cup playoffs, Demons versus Angels. Right. Or Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. And so... Ann and Lewis show up at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Lewis is wearing an Angels jersey. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Dave passes the puck, and Ann freaks the fuck out. She's like, <laughs> he passed the puck! He passed the... Like, were you not watching? Because <laughs> well, he never did that before. Apparently this is a new thing. But they've been go- they've gone through all the, like, playoffs of the Stanley Cup. That well, takes they weren't there then. so 
long. They weren't there then. <laughs> um, and then Miss V shows up. Yeah, well, and G is on the ice, like, trying to distract G is on the, um, like, Angel's bench for some reason. Like, this guy's friend is Yeah, well, apparently, like, nobody can see him except that they can, because he's always, like, fucking things around with things and nobody, like, says anything. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so Miss B uses her pitchfork to hurt Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, the, an audience member tells her to sit down, so she shrinks him with, him, with her pitchfork. Yeah, and no one is saying anything or doing anything. Okay, so Dave comes out on a stretcher, and I don't know if you notice this, but then the news announcer starts talking, and he goes, the stretchers always remind me of our climb in the Andes. We were up around 16, 17,000 feet, and I got my pecans mixed up with my crampons, and I think I fell about 400 feet down. Well, he keeps doing that. He keeps telling stories like that. I don't know if that's supposed to be, like, commentary on, like, hockey commenters, but, like, I don't watch hockey, so I can't. Well, I mean, all sportscasters are like that. They'll just, like, start talking about the stupidest stuff. I don't know. Like, I especially mean, baseball. Well, sports, I, don't, I don't watch hockey, but especially baseball. Boring, so I don't blame them. But we find out that there's 45 seconds left, and they are still tied, I think, and they have to, like, do it without Dave. Yeah, well, they carry Dave down to the medical room, um, and Dave is out, and then G goes, if I could ever use some divine intervention, it would be now. And, and then, then we see angelic light coming from the corner of the room, and who walks in but Gabby herself, and she says... You rang. She's an angel. Yeah. Oh, that surprised me. That's a hot twist. Gabriel. Well, it's Gabriel. Well, yeah, Gabriel, but Gabriel. But we love we love a gender switch. Yes, we do. Um, and so she's like, yeah, I'm a double agent or whatever. And then Dave's like, perfect, you can help. And she's like, actually, no, I I can't like really intervene. She's like, we're more hands off. Yeah. (laughs) And so then Dave is like, I have an idea. And so he sends G out in his uniform to go finish up the 45 seconds game. You can't do this. (laughs) Oh, okay. So I love whenever G comes out like into the hockey arena and he goes, guys, which net are we shooting at? And all of them just, like, kind of point to the net, like, not even, like, thinking anything well, about it. They're just like, they're oh, just it's like, that oh, one. they're just like, oh, he's probably concussed. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, you okay? And he's like, I'm okay. And then at this point, the announcer is telling the story of whenever he was a Navy, in the Navy, and the Navy cooks concoctions, and he goes, man, I thought I'd die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so the game picks back up, and... Miss V tries to zap Dave again. But she's zapping G in Dave's uniform, so Dave, like, feels it down in the medical room, and it doesn't affect G. Yeah, and so he's still, like, doing stuff. Um, And then they start to do the move that Lewis taught them! Yeah, the Lewis leftover! And so the puck goes to G, and he, like, tries to hit it, he misses, swings around, and then hits it in! They (laughs) score! Whoa! They win the Stanley Cup! And so then... G and Dave have to switch jerseys, like, really quick so that he can, like, go back on the ice and, like, get interviewed and all that, I guess. Apparently he's fine now. Yeah, well, then G goes back out, too, and he's, like, holding up the stand, like, this random guy is just holding up the Stanley Cup, and he's in, like, all of his, like, hockey pads and stuff like that, and the coach is like, why are you wearing hockey gear? And he goes, I like the way it feels against my skin, coach. Yeah. (laughs) And so Gabby is, like, talking to him, and she's like, oh, well, you don't get your angel wings yet, because she, like, pulls her coat back, and you see, like, her little angel wings. Yeah, he's like, so, like, can I get my wings? Like, this is fun. Yeah, the whole time he's like, I want to get my horns, like when he's on Earth. Right. So, so then, yeah, but then Miss B walks up and starts yelling at G, but then Gabby takes away her ability to talk like she did with G before. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Miss B leaves in a fiery explosion. Yeah, in the penalty box. And so then they interview Dave, and they're like, what are you going to do now that you won the Stanley Cup? And he says, I'm going to Playland. And then the movie ends with all of them on the swings ride and hot, hot, hot plays again. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. 
Yeah, we went through all of my favorite quotes already. <laughs> yeah, my favorite one, um, I don't remember which one it was. Mine was the one about peop- uh, police officers, politicians, pedestrians. I think that was my favorite And that guy too. named Paul. Yeah, because it was so funny. <laughs> okay, how would you rate and rank this? Sorry, we have to be quick, but I think my mom is like almost here with the dog. Well, so. we're, we were pretty much done. Um, I give it a four out of five, and I put it, I think it's at number three, under my date with the president's daughter and above Halloween Town. I gave it a three out of five. I put it below Xenon and uh, above Under Wraps. I put it at number seven, so I put it, like, half. This entire ranking for me was solely based on the performance of Will Friday. It's true. Like, <laughs> I gave this a much better rating because I love him and because I thought it was funny. If like, this didn't story, have Will Friedle, it would not, yeah, it would have been, like, no, low. It really was. Like, the star power. I mentioned that earlier, but, like, it's true. <laughs> Uh, he really carried, like, a lot of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I still recommend it. Like, I think it's funny. Genuinely, will Fredo, so. if you're out there, we would love to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, if you like Will Fredo, you will love this movie. If you kind of care about hockey, like, maybe you will, but probably not. If you know Will Fredo, put him in contact with us. Yes, please. Come on our podcast! <laughs> we'll talk about um, the next Kim Possible movie. <laughs> I can't wait. So, uh, next week, we are watching Don't Look Under the Bed, which I'm terrified oh! for because that movie is scary. I've never seen it. I only saw commercials. Yeah, I'm scared. Because it scared me, so I, I never watched it. I'm making our roommate watch it with me because it literally, to this day, still scares me. So, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay, bye! Bye!